Does this say Haas Boys? <laughs> Still? What does? The intro? Yeah, it might. It's quite the basic. Might be changing. Yeah. Ask not what your Haas Boys can do for you. Is, is that Michael Jackson song the best song for a movie ever? I think it might be. There's a lot of songs that have been made for movies, right? Yeah. Is, that was, was that made for Free Willy? That's a good question. I'm not sure if it was like fully determined from the outset. Some of them are like weirdly attached to movies. Right. Where they actually like talk about the main characters. Yeah. Like Will Smith did that all the time. <laughs> I, I know that All Star, wasn't that made for Shrek? Yeah. I don't know. No. Or Mystery Men. That's mm-hmm. a deep, that's a deep one because the music video has the Mystery Men characters. Superheroes in it. Oh. But people associate it with Shrek. Yeah. Well, I mean. I don't know why. It's probably just primarily. Mr. Man's way better. It's probably primarily our group, uh, like our age group <laughs> that are in that category, that camp. Well, uh, something to think about. I don't know. But will you be there, Michael Jackson? Yeah. You ever was heard it a Free Willy song or was it just a Michael Jackson song that ended up in Free Willy? Exactly. That's the question. That is the question. Write us in with the answers. <laughs> or is it going to be the new theme song for fast ones oh. we're talking to the people who own michael jackson's music right now <laughs> yeah, the licensing is agreements it, are is it in paul the mccartney uh who owns michael jackson jackson's no, music paul mccartney bought the rights to the beatles back from uh, michael jackson oh that was what that was yes michael jackson such a punk such a punk with a lot of cash <laughs> <laughs> well welcome to the fast ones my name is max <laughs> and i'm your host today i'm here with my buddy mike yo everyone and mike is the brains behind the operation he created this amazing set this studio with our cool logo on the wall now i think for those of you who are watching on youtube because we do have a show on youtube yeah you will be able to see the logo on the wall and uh we'll post a little video of me putting the studio together and drawing the logo on the wall and yeah it's been super fun yeah it's coming together really well and the studio will evolve likely a lot uh-huh. as we go into the future but for the first uh few episodes here you'll see it probably change a bit <laughs> yeah no we're so stoked on it okay first off off the bat i have a listener question for you oh this is timely because it's a great way to start though great way to start okay this question comes in from um sam listener sam listener sam as in listener sam who's listened to many fast ones episodes mm-hmm. and never seen a race is this same sam same sam <laughs> okay good. same sam he is stoked though about the vegas grand prix oh. he says hey guys i'm listening to the episode where you talk about vegas and the pricing and restaurants or people that normally have a view of the strip have to pay a huge amount or they'll put bleachers and block their view this is insane to me and now my question is this so do you remember Did we talk about this on the podcast, right? Yeah, I believe so. That the FIA or whoever's in charge of Formula One is making restaurants pay X amount of money. Right. If they have a view of the grid somewhere. If they have the view of the track at all. Yeah. I think that might, that has been rescinded. Like, I don't think they're doing that anymore because they realize how absurd, how absurd it is. Yeah, It's like my restaurant's been here for years. Yeah. Now you're making me pay to look at the road that I've overlooked for years. Yeah. It's my window's a burden. Yeah. I don't think so. It's absurd. Yeah. So anyway, but um, that's not necessarily critical to the question. He goes on to say, what's in it for a city if chosen to host a race? Vegas, for example, is completely transforming itself on the public streets. Does the FIA pay for cities to completely overhaul it? Or does the city pay for it? Using the residents' taxes, but at the same time charging them to even look at the race from their own homes or business? 
And maybe the economic boost that comes from having all these wealthy people in the city makes up for any expense to run the race. Not sure. Curious if there has ever been any political drama with hosting a race. Sorry for the long and drafty question. There's a lot in that. There's a lot in that. So, I mean, yeah. What's in it for a city? Right. Who pays for the city to transform itself? Because Vegas is deep into construction right now. Like the strip is terrible right now. Yeah, it's a disaster. And then in the end, what was the last part? Has there been political drama, political drama in any other places? What do you think? Yes. The answer to that last one is yes. Yeah. Um, And maybe we'll circle back to it so we can get to the answers in order. Okay. Um, What's in it for the city? Tourism off the bat. Right. Right. Tons of people that are going to come and do business Mm -hmm. in Vegas. It will attract a ton of tourism for that weekend alone. They will book all of the hotels. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you think about with Vegas is like, yes, it's always busy. Mm-hmm. It's a city that is sort of not known for this, but it's a city that never sleeps. Mm-hmm. And so it is a busy town. But when we'll think of another time where every room is booked, yeah, it's very uncommon for the whole place to be slammed. Mm-hmm. And so to hold an international event like Formula One, where you're going to have people coming from all around the globe renting the biggest penthouses and throwing the biggest parties Mm -hmm. intentionally trying to, you know, get people stoked on their companies because they're sponsors for the events or whatever. Yeah. There's a ton of money and opportunity for the city itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moving on to question two, who pays for it is a yes, the city. So Las Vegas residents are paying to have their streets torn up. Correct. That's gotta be annoying for Las Vegas residents. In the sense of yes and no. I mean, I know if I lived in a part of Los Angeles or here in Utah Mm -hmm. where I knew that they were going to turn my road into a racetrack quality road, Mm -hmm. I'd be very bothered while they were doing it Uh and then so stoked at how high quality the road was (laughs) when they were done. Yeah, I can see that. Because the strip has never been smoother than what it's about to be. Oh, that's a good point. But geez, that is so much construction work going into that. A ton. And it's already a pretty awful place to try and get around. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, Las Vegas in general, I think, is becoming more of like a world city. It is for and sure. And they're trying to bring everything they can to that city. They just got NHL in the last few years. They right. got the NFL in the last few years. Now they're getting Formula One. And they have Major League Baseball coming as well. The Oakland A's. That's right. Moving. And the A's are moving to Vegas. Yeah, they're becoming a huge destination city. Definitely. And so a lot of a lot of that growth and a lot of that opportunity mm-hmm. is definitely part of the the whole plan is is what Vegas is going for. Mm-hmm. I actually speaking to a local Vegas resident <laughs> today, I was mentioning, you know, the construction on uh, on the strip and everything. And he was like, what a nightmare. He's like, the airport is right there. And he's like, and it is like the only way to get to the freaking airport. Yeah. If unless you drive yeah. through Henderson otherwise to get to the yeah. airport. Yeah. And so because Las Vegas it is a giant giant grid right and the and the biggest road is the strip it is and it goes right to the airport yeah <laughs> and so it's a small nightmare for everyone who's there right uh-huh. now or who lives in vegas once it's done it'll be epic something that's been a controversy though yeah uh the bellagio mm-hmm. uh, if you've ever driven down the street strip you will know that there is a bunch of trees that kind of block the bellagio fountain from mm-hmm. the road so yeah. if you want to like watch the fountain show, you can't really see it from the road. You're going to have to be on foot standing mm-hmm. in front of the fountain. It is a nice little aesthetic on the sidewalk to have these trees. It's definitely beautiful. It's very romantic. Yes. We all know the most romantic scene in any movie. Yes. And Devotions 11. Claire de Lune. Yeah. <laughs> watching the mountains. With, with uh, WC <laughs> playing in the background. I love that scene. Yeah. Those 
trees have been there for about 25 years. Yep. And Vegas residents are livid about they cut them down. Oh, I would be kind of mad. They didn't uproot them and move them. They straight cut them at the concrete level. Oh, no. And removed the trees. And what then did they announced, put in place? Then announced that the grandstand will be there at $11,000 a seat. Oh, damn. Jeez. <laughs> so, Vegas residents are like, yeah, thanks, Formula One, for ruining our city. Uh, yeah. So I know that on top of the construction, there's also some drama around the trees and some other things mm. that are changing the face Yep. Of the city. I mean, that is wild that we are fans of a sport that is changing <laughs> the face of Las Vegas. Of Las Vegas, yeah. Yeah, because some other sports just kind of like play in arenas that are already built. If they build an arena, it's not changing the actual physical layout of the city. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because Formula One doesn't take place in a confined space. It's no. not in a ring. It's no. not on a court. It is throughout a whole city. It's a whole town. That is wild. Yeah, so... Well, it's too bad. Watch, Big deal. Watch Ocean's Eleven and remember the good times. <laughs> yeah. And that's a little bit to play into Sam's question about political drama. Yeah. That is like local government versus the people on this one. They're all, the citizens are bummed mm-hmm. and they wish that there was at least a little bit better tactic. Because how many citizens in Las Vegas have jumped on the Formula One fan wagon? I mean, who knows? <laughs> because I feel like I, in my life, and I can say maybe Utah yeah has a similar demographic right of interests yeah to the, our neighboring state totally and so most of my friends still like haven't jumped on to motorsport yet yeah still football yeah still basketball and so i can imagine that there's a lot of people in las like, vegas who are like why what, for this sport why is this indy car coming here and exactly. tearing our trees down but then they'll hear it they'll hear the motors and they'll be like why don't they sound cool like they used to <laughs> And then they all of a sudden know and then, the whole history. And then we tell them. But yes, great question about Vegas. There's definitely some drama, some excitement. And mm. uh, overall, I think we could say for the fast ones, we're excited. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to try Anxious. and get down there in the next couple of weeks, do some reconnaissance, maybe some on the location reporting. Yes. Well, I'll give you an update from the grid. Yeah. See how it's coming along. Are you going to do a Martin Brundo grid walk, but just with normal people? No, I'm going to try and... <laughs> We didn't try and reach the standards of our own, the Hosh chap at Silverstone. <laughs> I think that's a great way to do it. Okay. Um, well, Brundle's watching his job right now. I know that. Haas is coming. Haas chap is coming for that job. Henry Wallace, better look out. <laughs> well, moving on to the main meat of the podcast. Indeed. This, this show this week. Mike has something that he's been withholding from me. <laughs> Now now it sounds like a big buildup. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the news this week. And mm-hmm. as we know, something that we're kind of uh, accustomed to is that it doesn't matter if we're in between races, the rumor mill, the news, nothing sleeps. There's always mm-hmm. something going on. Yeah. So the FIA are currently, two things have been kind of announced. One, there will be a regulation change for 2025. So they are going to slightly alter what is... And what isn't okay in the current regulations. Did we know that already? To tighten them up. They hadn't announced a change. But a big one that they were at least willing to go into detail mm-hmm. about is something that we've talked about in the past, but not quite, not too crazy into depth, but flexi wings. 
Do you remember hearing about this? I remember hearing about Flexi Wings. I think Mercedes got in trouble last year, right? They, there was there have been a couple of times where this has been a topic. Okay, Red Bull definitely was a big uh, culprit for this during the Sebastian Vettel dominance era. Okay, so Flexi Wings were the talk of the town, all the rage back then. Yeah, meaning that the wings are just a bit more flexible. They move a little bit under load, oh, and so okay. When you're driving down, uh, and you can watch onboard cameras Mm -hmm. from especially the nose of the race car, and you will be able to see that once they're going super fast down the straightaways, the wings tend to level out a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're not as upright. Yep. They kind of flex down. And then as soon as they go into the braking zones, they spring back into position mm-hmm. and uh, and do everything that the driver needs to get that extra downforce through braking. What the FIA are discovering yep. is that these teams in their, and we know, the engineers are clever as can be. Yeah. They uh, create these ideas to be able to thwart the rules or manipulate them. Mm-hmm. And they're using composite materials or at least different builds to make it so they're extra flexible in certain places. And they're using like a base layer of rubber and then wrapping them in carbon fiber. Wow. So that way the wings are moving in certain areas. Yeah, very. I'm always continually impressed (laughs) at the way they find the tiniest little margins to get ahead of the next person. And here's the simple way to put this. They know what the test is going to be. So the FIA say, we're going to apply pressure here, here, and here on your wing to make sure that it passes the test on flexibility. And so they go, okay, make sure to reinforce there, there, and there, and there. <laughs> and then they pass the test. Yeah. And then everything and else everything is made else of is, rubber. Yeah. Wow. And so that's kind of what the FIA are like, hey, we're tightening the bolts. Okay. There's a little too much of this going on. We need to make sure that everything is is okay. the way we expected it. Okay. So that's that's news number one. Some regulation changes and the Singapore Grand Prix will have the introduction of these flexi wings rules. So that's changing mid-season. Oh. So these, these guys are, are will have all of their wings tested this weekend. Everyone on, everyone on the grid. Everyone on the grid will have their wings tested. Oh, does that make us nervous for certain teams? Potentially. It depends, yeah. but I think a lot of the teams will be coming prepared. Okay. Yeah, they know. If it, we know. If I know about it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the teams know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Toto went, get the other wing. <laughs> now, quick chat about Alpha Tauri. Mm-hmm. We won't spend a lot of time about this. Okay. Um, but there is a lot of talk around the driver lineup. Mm, we kind of talked about it last week. Right. We're on it. And guess what is interesting about that? What? I don't know. S- sounds like Yuki is the one who's in question. Mike, you're a prophet. <laughs> How do you see? I, I don't mean to flex on you the podcast, the everyone, fog. but just every once in a while. You see through the I get real right about of all the rumors <laughs> and what really is the problem. But really, the reason I brought up AlphaTauri is because I remember hearing that the break was a little worse than we expected with Daniel. Mm-hmm. And uh, today was the first time that I'd heard the like what had actually happened. What do you mean that Did- the break was... A little worse than we expected. Yeah. Daniel's metacarpal bone. So the bottom oh, side of his Oh, I was thinking the summer break. <laughs> I was like, what happened to the summer break? That was so awful for Afletari. He got like super hammered. He ended up on the roof of a hotel and super sunburned. <laughs> Poor and- Yuki. Just all over the place. So Daniel's hand caved. Daniel's hand. Daniel's hand broke in seven places. So that bone is this long and has seven breaks in it. He shattered I'm like, got this it. side of his hand. I'm like on the verge of tears. I hate this. <laughs> it's the worst news. Yeah. And I'm like, I know we've heard all these stories about Lance Stroll mm-hmm. and his broken wrist and everything. But 
Daniel's hand basically ceased to exist in this accident. It's a really brutal break. That is... And so when that surgeon went in to fix his hand, that was part of the reason why we were hearing that it might take a little longer than we initially anticipated. He had to reassemble that that side of his hand. Pins and metal in there. Yeah, so pretty gnarly break. Mm. That a little bit more solidifies the idea of why it might be... Um, after Japan more races. <laughs> yeah before we see Daniel back in the car and why yeah so big bummer once again we're hoping that he heals quick and mm-hmm. then we get him in the car but obviously in the right time yeah heal correctly you don't want to do this again anytime soon do we <laughs> does he just Ricky Bobby it throw the cast off and get in the car but yeah what if Yuki's just underperforming and Danny runs out takes his cast <laughs> off and takes Yuki out of the car <laughs> It's just, his hand's magically healed. (laughs) Moving on to the next one. Today, Max sends me a headline for a Mercedes article. I did. I copy and pasted a picture (laughs) off of Reddit. I never dive deeper than the headline. (laughs) Which is perfect. If you know anything about me, I see headlines and that's all I need to know from anyone. And I send them off. (laughs) And the headline reads, and this Mm -hmm. is my favorite part. Again, yes, probably out of context, but why do we care? We're not that big a Mercedes fan, so I think we're okay. Yeah, we can take anything we say <laughs> against Mercedes. So, <laughs> right. The headline reads, after two consecutive years of underperformance, Total yep. Wolf blames FIA for their downfall. It's the FIA's fault 100%. It has been Michael Massey <laughs> since 2021, yep. and it's not moved on. Every single race. Toto will approve his strategies with the FIA. Yep. And he's the, fun fact, Mercedes is the only team that has to do that. And every time the FIA is like, you're doing a four stop strategy and you have to, and you can never do soft tires. And they're like, Hey, we have this car with side pods and they're like, no side pods for you. We took, we told you, we told you Toto. <laughs> they finally relented and let Toto do side pods this year. Yeah. They were like, okay. You they're can like, do- okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's all the FIA's fault. It is for it sure, one hundred percent. They, they're at the FIA Mercedes for a long time. People were just calling mafia because it was like Mercedes and the mm-hmm. FIA together, and um, which is so unfair. It's so unfair. <laughs> it, is, it is so unfair. I can't imagine why anyone would believe anything as ludicrous as mm-hmm. that. Yeah, eight consecutive constructor championships in a row yeah 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 i mean that what that that and they did it all despite the fia yeah despite the fia messing with everything yeah and changing <laughs> so what's making it their so fault what's the news besides me <laughs> sending you that headline all right other than the headline and the you headline. sending it to me mm-hmm. something that we talked about was how i had to fix i fixed the headline Okay, good. I fixed the headline. Had a rewrite. Yeah, because... I'm glad. Uh, you know, sometimes Toto, he says things wrong, but I, I know what he means deep down, because yeah. we're pretty close. We're tight mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, here's the new headline. After two consecutive years of underperformance, Toto Wolf realizes that he shouldn't have let James Allison switch roles. <laughs> and James Allison, if you, for those of you who don't know... Is, I don't know who that is. He's the technical director okay. at Mercedes. Technical director is like... The head coach? He, yes. Like, he runs the engineering team for Mercedes. Okay. And... They build the car. Right. Okay. All the aerodynamicists, mm-hmm. 
the uh, power unit guys, all of them kind of work under the... the okay, he's technical directing them. Yes. Directing them very technically. Two years ago, mm-hmm. James Allison moved from the uh, technical director role to chief technical officer. At chief technical officer, he was more involved in projects going on with Mercedes AMG and a little less of the Formula One program. He was used to be on the track every weekend, working with the team, guys on the pit wall, mm-hmm. very involved in the everyday operations. Yeah. And being chief technical officer was just kind of overseeing things, not at the track and sort of just working more with like the factory teams. Mm-hmm. When they made that switch, they put in uh, Mike Elliott is his name. Oh, okay. And this was like right as the regulation change happened. Okay. So Mike Elliott took over. The car was trash. Yep. (laughs) They spent a full season trying to make a car that was trash better. Yep. And then they showed up this year and what what did we know what they did? Yeah. They brought the same car again. Yeah. Remember? And then they were like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. We knew the car was bad last year. Why did we bring the same car? Did, why did what, we do this? Why didn't, what didn't, didn't you, learn you guys learn from no, this yeah. whole thing, right? Yeah. With that said, it was clear mm-hmm. <laughs> that these roles were misplaced. Yes. So Toto put Mike Elliott in chief technical officer and brought James Allison back to the racetrack and working with everyone every weekend. Yeah. Almost immediately. Yeah. The car was fast. Saw some performance (laughs) increased. That is wild. I think, (laughs) yeah, it makes no sense to me to be a team that has eight consecutive wins. Something's working. Like championships. Yeah. Constructor championships. Yeah, not wins, wins, but championships. Right. That's two, that's hundreds and hundreds of wins. Right. And then to then... When a regulation is happening, like a change, it's like, here's a big change coming forward. Yeah. Here's the guy that's got us all of our success right now. Yeah. Should we have him help us during the change? No. No, shift him over here. Yeah, he's... Time for the rookie to shine. Yeah. Like the new guy. No. No, it did not pan out. Didn't work well. No. That's a weird business choice. It seems like... Weird organizational structuring. And it's funny because Toto is not known for these kinds of things. No, Mercedes for a while seemed to never make a mistake. Right. And I know more than I should in this scenario. James Allison, I know, also went through a... Uh, he, he lost his wife, uh, was single Where for was some she? time. She she passed away. Oh. <laughs> um, she wasn't like lost at Target. Uh, yeah, thanks for... Uh, <laughs> Thanks for making that awkward. Yeah, okay. So uh, shut down. Uh, so, anyways, but James has started dating somebody, and, and then he did get married. Living in Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> but once once James Allison got married, he wanted to spend some time kind of figuring out his life and getting things together. Mm. Uh, and so he did. He had two years following uh, getting married to uh, then now come back, okay, at full force and be refreshed and not be on the road full time like he was. Okay. So in some ways, I think it was good for James, but he's definitely of huge value to the team. Mm-hmm. He's been a member of several teams. He was a technical guy at Ferrari at one point. Gotcha. And this happened way, way back in April, this change. And we have seen okay. the Mercedes car progressively get better. Get better, yeah. From April. And the reason that that's interesting to me is what we have seen also in the Constructors' Championship. Mm-hmm. Like what? Well, Mercedes is now what? Second. Second. That is crazy. It's wild. Yeah, we would not have put them there. No. Because for a while, Aston Martin was super fast. Very fast. And they've slipped. We, we talked about it last week. Lance Stroll isn't pulling his weight. Right. But Mercedes is seizing the opportunity yeah definitely 
And Ferrari has moved into third, which is also kind of mind-blowing when you consider the year that they've had. Considering everything I know about Ferrari. (laughs) Considering the (laughs) lack of success that we've come to know as Ferrari. Yeah. It's definitely not something that we expected. Also, just to even side note that, one thing that was really apparent to me as well that we didn't talk about from the Italian Grand Prix is where was where were the McLarens? Mm. I don't feel like they showed up much of all, much at all. And I think that it's the same with, with Aston Martin. But it's interesting that those two cars seem to just have nothing for them. Yeah. I mean, they're performing well on lots of other circuits right now. Right. Their car is probably not suited for the Monza. Yeah. And Ferrari is just all their eggs in that basket. Yeah, is that- like, we can't. <laughs> We how we we cannot risk losing in Italy. Fred Vassier at the beginning of the year was like, "Is a cock and bit terrible <laughs> for everywhere except for Monza." Yeah, makes the car fast in Monza. Need to make our fans <laughs> proud. I mean, honestly, we can lose. We can lose where they can't kill us. <laughs> That was his slogan to the team. Honestly, probably the smartest (laughs) strategy a Ferrari person has had in decades. It's just to build the car for Monza only. That was the smartest thing he could have done. He wiped us like tons of like relief sweat off of his head when Imola was canceled. He's like, it was not ready. Car was not going to do well there. It was not going to do well there. He's like, we have another couple months, team. Yeah. (laughs) By next year. By next year. So, but this year, Monza was the most important. Well, we've never really given Mercedes a real big chance on this podcast to talk about them. Right. We haven't talked about Lewis signing his contract again for two more years. Same with George Russell. We, you know, we could give or take George Russell. Yeah, definitely. Give him away. (laughs) Lewis, we mentioned last week, we like having Lewis around. Yeah. We'll admit it. I, and if I He's were gonna, becoming a better personality every time you see him. And if I were going to put my money on somebody winning a race this year that yeah. isn't a Red Bull driver, yeah. it's Fernando or Lewis. Mm-hmm. Those are the two guys who are going to pull out a victory from yeah. thin air yeah. because that's how they do it. So here's something. Max had a quote. I don't know if it was this week, but it, it kind of surfaced this week. Um in that he was saying that like he has no real interest in winning seven world titles. Oh yeah. Like he's fine to go do other things or play simulators, whatever he wants. Like, cause he's like, he's like, it's not my, my, my main goal in life. Right. Whereas Lewis, he has like gone on record being like, I will win another race. Right. Um, do you think that we will see will Lewis win another race? Yes. But I don't know if he, winning another championship is going to be a huge, huge challenge, mm-hmm. especially with Red Bull's form. Mm-hmm. It's anyone's guess when that car slows down. Yeah. Unless the FIA writes a regulation that straight up says Adrian Newey is fired. I don't know how they could do that. Yeah. But that's pretty much what it would take at this point mm-hmm. for Red Bull to finally slow down because mm-hmm. uh, their car's so freaking ahead. But I do think that, like, given an opportunity, given that some fluke happens and that Mercedes or Aston Martin are able to discover what McLaren discovered mm-hmm. or uh, even further catch Red Bull and, yeah. and show something there that Lewis could potentially win another championship. Max is a machine. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't know. <laughs> we, we saw in 2021 when the yeah. machine and the unstoppable force met the immovable force yeah yeah <laughs> which is lewis mm-hmm. if it's his position he yeah. won't move yeah and then they end up crashing into each other and whatever right mm-hmm. it's very interesting and it's a very hypothetical who knows scenario yeah 
can Lewis in a in a car that can compete with Max actually dethrone him again? Yeah, I don't know. It'd be amazing to watch. Would, I was thinking the whole time it would be amazing to watch Lewis actually being competing for a championship again. Like I'd realistically, love a rematch. I'd love a, a rematch. rematch. That's what we all want. Yeah, it would be we, amazing. We all want a rematch. And that's two guys who were kind of like, oh, somebody dethrone Mercedes. Mm-hmm. We would love to see. <laughs> I'd love to see a three way fight. A Fernando Max and Lewis fight See, would, that be would be unbelievable. Yeah. And it would be somewhat of the Kimmy Lewis and Fernando fight again, which Still I love. <laughs> cool down rooms would be incredible. <laughs> so Because tense. I feel like all three of those guys hate each other. Maybe Alonzo and Max could have a conversation, but Lewis isn't going to talk to either one of those guys whoever, in that room. Yeah. Whoever it is that's on Alonzo's good side that day, uh-huh. Alonzo's having a conversation <laughs> with. And then the yeah. other dude is silent getting cold shoulders. I noticed that Lewis is very friendly with everyone on the grid right now because he has no chance at winning a championship yeah it's relaxed right now for sure we've talked about in the past or at least you have taught me how how lewis will play mind games with people on and off the track and he cannot be like a friend to people yeah like no (laughs) because they're a threat they're a threat and And he he doesn't see himself as equal yeah and nothing says that more than his body language yeah (laughs) and putting three of those people in a tiny little room with big tvs showing movie trailers (laughs) and they're like have to sit next to each other. So, do you have Paramount Plus? <laughs> <laughs> Lewis is just like just grabs his towel and wipes his face, <laughs> ignoring him. Max, have you watched? Have you watched Jack Bauer? Yeah, that's it. Jack Bauer, have you watched the show? <laughs> I I never heard the Jack Bauer before. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Fernando's showing his age. He knows who Jack Bauer is. Well, actually, a lot of the time, a lot of people say. If Sergio Perez were replaced by one of the legends, like a Fernando or a Lewis, mm-hmm. yeah. what would happen? Yeah, Jensen Button kind of said something like that, where he said, Lewis has had world champions as teammates. Right. Max hasn't. Right. Which is neither here nor there, because Lewis won every championship since Max has been in the sport. Yeah. So it's like, he would have had to have been teammates with with Lewis. Mm-hmm. Literally, Lewis, Sebastian, mm-hmm. or Fernando during Max's career. Yeah to have a world champion teammate. So if we're taking Sergio Perez out of that seat and putting in a world champion, then what, what does it end up being? Now here's where this is an interesting topic for me and I'll keep it brief, but something that I think is Max's superpower is something that's Fernando's superpower. Mm. So I think that if you were to put Lewis Hamilton in the Red Bull, I would say that I do not think that Lewis would beat Max. What's this superpower? What are we talking about? Max has an ability to adapt to what the car can do. Mm. He doesn't expect the car to be designed for him. Hmm. From what I understand and from everything that you hear from Red Bull, Adrian and the design team come up with something. Hmm. They put it on the car and Max delivers. Really? Is and that what, how they kind of run their game there? They've been saying that Sergio Perez, because there's a lot of accusations that the car is built for Max. It's designed for Max. It's all Max, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But what they're saying is, is that they show up with an upgrade, Mm -hmm. says this on paper, but it might not work. They put it on the car. Sergio's crashing, not figuring it out, way off the pace. Max goes out, sets a, sets a few laps, figures it out. And then suddenly is the fastest car on track. That is, that is impressive skill. So he can adapt to whatever the car is changing. Yeah. Whereas Sergio really liked the car at the beginning of the year, Mm -hmm. but it has pivoted away from what he is capable of doing Hmm. and hasn't been able to find the sweet spot like Max has. Mm -hmm. 
And that is a superpower that Fernando Alonso is notorious for. Really? A lot of the drivers have said in the past that they, when they were teammates with him, they, they'd know that like, oh man, he's really hard on his rear tires or whatever. And they would bring a new car to the, ne- the, uh, out to the track for the next season. And they'd be like, oh man, this thing trashes rear tires. Fernando's done for. Like he's yeah. already super hard on him. There's no way he's going to drive this thing right. Mm-hmm. And he'll go out and just blitz the lap, do it perfectly, and the tires are fine. Huh. And the teammate's like, what? Yeah. I expected to, tr- to destroy him this year. Yeah. And so where they both have that power, I think that Fernando is the only person that could really do it, where he'd jump right. in and just adapt and go. Mm-hmm. For conversation's sake, Fernando, I think, could do it. I don't think Lewis could. Interesting. So there's my hot take. Yeah, it's a very hot take. I just want more competition. Yeah, I think and at the end of the day, it's good for love, the sport. I would love to see Alonzo fighting with Max. That'd be fun because I don't think Fernando Alonso is scared. No, and Max isn't scared. And I, and Lewis again, like Lewis is so scared. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Lewis doesn't get scared. I think that Lewis gets rattled. Oh, and I don't think that that like, is a bigger hot take. Yeah. What do you mean? I think that it is possible. To get under Lewis's skin and for it it to like affect. Where have you seen that? With Nico. Oh, Nico Rosberg, for those of you who might not have known the era when Lewis did lose a championship to a teammate. If you've watched any sort of races this past year or the year before, (laughs) there is this annoying guy with blonde hair (laughs) and he's the worst. He is the worst. (laughs) And that's Nico. Yeah. He's a world champion. He tells you every time you see him. Yes. And he's he the won one it and left. He's the one that started this whole debacle, whether or not Max has had a teammate. Mm-hmm. That equal was machinery. Equal he's the him. equal machinery quote guy. Yeah, exactly. But he got under Lewis's skin, huh? And I think he continues to do it because this is Nico's personality where mm. he just like can't help himself, but say the wrong thing yeah. to inflate his own ego. <laughs> And it's because you can see it screaming off him on a television, most insecure man. Yes. Like the most insecure world champion to ever exist. Yes. Uh, Bless your heart, Nico. (laughs) You made for a great season and I appreciated it a lot. But he could still be on the track right now. He could easily. He's young. He's he's the same age as Lewis. Yeah. And, and he it, just is like, I'm out. He just bowed out after his one championship. <laughs> but yeah, he still hangs around the track. And wants to remind everybody he's world champion. <laughs> it's the worst. And he's the one it's that the beat Lewis. the guy who graduated high school and is still hanging out at the high school. And he's like, I was the captain of the varsity <laughs> hey, team. Hey guys, remember when I won state for everyone? Smacking his like varsity letterman. <laughs> They're like, dude, you're here four years ago. They're like, dude, go home. You're like weirding out the chicks at the dance. <laughs> exactly. They're like, why are you keep coming back? Everyone stays the same age, but I am just here. I'm still the same age too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's kind of weird. Yeah, he's definitely the returning guy to prom. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, I didn't you graduate last year? Like I'm dating some of the girls here now. They're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, stay away from Nico. <laughs> yeah, that's super uncomfortable. What mm-hmm. a what a good parallel. But that anyway, so that's Nico. Yeah. And uh Nico beat Lewis in 2016. Mm-hmm. And reliability and a few other things definitely played into that championship as to why Nico won. Lewis who still performed on track was at that time was the least candid in interviews. Hmm. He was quiet and short and he didn't show Lewis type of characteristics where we know him to be occasionally funny and into joining yeah, and the fun and stuff camera ready very good with the with the press with a quick quote and stuff and right during the nico years nothing nothing 
one word answers moving on <laughs> i should come back and look at these it's very different it's yeah. a different lewis and so to say that he can be rattled mm-hmm. he's not a scared person but he can be rattled and i think that both fernando and nico rattled lewis interesting i love that well shifting gears it is a race week. We are going straight to the Singapore Grand Prix this week. All the way to Asia. All the way to Asia? It is Asia, right? Yeah. I mean, it is. Yes. Yeah. But it's not in the continent. Oh, is Japan Asia then? No. Yes. Why are you questioning this? It is. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Anyways, it's an island. Are islands not part of continents? No. <laughs> Okay. Interesting hot takes from Mike all over the place tonight. When they say the continental U.S., are they talking about Hawaii and Alaska? No, but no one's ever like, but the continental Singapore. Yeah. (laughs) The continental Asia. It's it's Asia. Asia. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. It's considered Asia. (laughs) Singapore. Yeah. Crazy rich Asians is in Singapore. It is. And they would kill you if you, they heard you talking smack about an island. I'm not talking crap. About island geography? I'm just saying that they're Singapore. Are it's islands not, part of the tectonic plate that holds Asia together? I don't know. It might be. Might be. Might be. This podcast is now a geography podcast. It is and a volcanic. <laughs> Where's the ring of fire? <laughs> okay. So the Singapore Grand Prix. Yes. This is fun. Yes. This is now the most physically taxing yes. on the drivers that are... It's notorious for being just horrendous. Definitely. They're like already training. I remember last year around this time, Singapore Grand Prix comes along. You start to see videos of all the drivers in specialized rooms with the humidity way up on like a bike, just like doing cardio until they pass out. Right. Training for this race. Totally. Yeah. So it could be exciting. I think it will be definitely the summer break. I feel like they know that this is coming. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like they're, they're training for this race. Like you said. Yeah, it, but there's like Zandvoort and yeah. Monza and whatever in between. We did have a race there last year, and yes. but two years prior to that, we didn't because of COVID. Due to COVID, yes. I looked up a uh, Singapore Grand Prix today, and Sebastian Vettel has won it the most. I think it was five times that he's won Singapore. Wow, that's that, a lot. That is a lot. And I think he, won he won it in a Ferrari. He did. It was his last win. Yeah, with Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And it was because of a. St- a strategy oh, mess up that took Charles out of contention for the oh, win and Sebastian. And that's when it started. Yep. And that's when Charles <laughs> and the bad pitch strategies started. That's when the emo piano songs <laughs> began. That's when we got that shot, that Spotify account shot into existence. Bad strategy call, huh? Yeah. I mean, it was essentially that there was an undercut opportunity. Mm-hmm. They pitted Vettel. He had an unbelievable outlap, and I remember Ferrari telling him to cool it. They didn't want Sebastian to take the lead from Charles. Yeah. And Sebastian's like, screw you guys. <laughs> screw all of you. Yeah. And drove the fastest freaking lap of Singapore ever on his That's outlap. Awesome. And came out ahead of Charles, and Charles was punching the steering wheel mad. <laughs> <laughs> his own team had screwed it up and basically swapped drivers on accident. Oh, uh, that's... I, I I still I don't get why anyone wants to drive for Ferrari. Yeah, I, I mean, don't get it until it's fully renovated. Yeah, I can understand. Hopefully, that. I realize that dream. You know, yeah. what are these people dreaming about when they want to go to Ferrari? Hopefully, I f- someday I'll see it. I feel like it might happen. Um, but Singapore, uh, let's go back to like Haas. What can we expect? Do you think Do you think Haas is going to have any sort of fun, different performance at Singapore that will yield them points? 
It's been a while since we've seen Haas in the points, and it's been disappointing. Definitely. I, yeah. and, and some of the news following uh, Monza was the disappointment of the drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Kevin Magnussen said it was the worst race of his career oh. <laughs> at Monza. <laughs> and uh, You hate and, to hear that stuff. Yeah, disappointing. He just... Nine, I guess it's been nine races in a row of no points for Haas, which is a yeah. long streak. We did have like a good couple of races at the beginning and things are looking up. Right. I mean, this seems like the first time on the podcast this year that we've kind of sound down. We, on yeah, definitely. But that's after so many races, it's yeah. hard to s- still be like, ah, we're going to get points. But now like the, the trajectory isn't looking good for this year alone. Definitely. Next I, year, we're still up, but like... Right. And there's definitely a lot of rumors about those mm-hmm. future upgrades. I know that we're going to check in with Henry, and oh, yeah. we're going to get an opportunity to hear a little bit more uh, about those upgrades uh, in a coming episode. Mm-hmm. But basically, from what I understand with the car in hot temperatures, it's really not suited for high degradation. Mm. The Haas car, it's funny, in the past, I, 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 was, I think I mistook what was the challenge. But I believe that the car is slippery. It's really low downforce in the sense of like cornering abilities. Okay. So a little bit more mechanical grip and a little less aero grip. And what that causes is that they burn through their tires faster because there's less adhesion and more slide. Oh, okay. And that's what's causing the tires to burn through so quickly. Mm -hmm. So given that the Singapore is going to be one of the hottest races of the season, I think that this one might be one of the more challenging for Haas. What teams are going to, what like, just like eat up the Singapore circuit? Besides Red Bull. I do think that this is going to be a track where we're going to see Aston Martin return to form. Cool. McLaren and Red Bull. So I think the three of those are going to be our top three teams competing for the podium. Okay. I would love to see Alonso again competing for the podium. We saw him at Zandvoort. At Zandvoort. Zandvoort. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. And I, you know, what was it last year or two years ago where Max spun off and hit the wall in Singapore? (sighs) He's broken the record for the all-time consecutive wins. Right. This might be the chance yeah of of the season this i mean i also think suzuka is an opportunity it's really high speed and mm-hmm. lots of straightaways so maybe not is it time for an upset but i think singapore could give us the the <laughs> the bingo machine what, what did you call it oh yeah boggle just the boggle <laughs> shuffling <laughs> everyone up just jingling them all around we could really hope for a good boggle session that in singapore very fun so real quick before we kind of uh Move into our final thoughts for the episode. Yeah. Do you think McLaren is going to win a race this year? If they do, do, Lando will ever win a race. If they do, it'll be Piastri. I feel like Lando I, is cursed. I think he is too. Don't you think yeah, so? Yeah, I do. I feel like it'll, it, maybe it'll happen, mm-hmm. but I feel like. I feel it's it in gonna, my gut. It's like going to happen when Lando salvages his career at Williams. Yeah. And he's left McLaren mm-hmm. and he's got nothing left. Yeah. I'm knocking on wood because I kind of want that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so mean. Uh, yeah. But like, I feel that that's not going to happen for McLaren. I'm watching you say this in Singapore. They, uh, they it's got like a one, two. Yeah. <laughs> Bill is so <laughs> mad. He's so mad. Just, <laughs> yeah. I'd like that. Daniel's like the only one that's won at McLaren for the longest time. Definitely. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't see it happening for McLaren. They're still in their infancy and is a team in some ways where I feel like even given the opportunity to be in the position to win, that they would just foul a wheel or, you know, mm. like screw something up in a pit stop because mm-hmm. they're just not used to the pressure. Yeah. And you get these teams like Mercedes, Ferrari and, and Red Bull. And what are you talking about? McLaren has been around f- for decades. Y- yeah. They're one of the most winning teams of all time. Yeah. 
They were. They were. But and you can say that about Ferrari. Yeah, but I say that about Ferrari all the time. But Ferrari's never been 10th in the championship. Yeah, yeah. Even when they're worse, they were like, what, 4th yeah. or 5th? So they're new in the sense that, what, Zach Brown bought them? Yeah, or took over, yeah. Took over. Okay. Couple power unit, power unit changes. Loss of a drivers. team principal. Yeah. There's a lot of things that have shuffled multiple mm-hmm. times. It hasn't been a smooth trajectory for McLaren. Right. And I think Andrea Stella is, uh, Andrea's Seidel? Stel- Stella is, he's a, no, he's an Italian guy. It was funny is that the chief or the, the, the team principal literally has the same name as the last one, as the last guy. <laughs> and Andrea Seidel is at Sauber. He is the CEO yeah. of the new Audi team. And Andrea Stella is the uh, the new team principal at yeah. McLaren. Yeah. So, but anyway, since there's been so much shuffling, I just feel like that pressure situation, the kind of Russia, I, maybe that's what it is, is that in uh, Sochi, when Lando was leading. Yeah. He, he spun off in the he, rain. And it rained and they said. Slid off. Lando enters and he said, no. Yes. Was that the curse? Yeah. And then it just started raining cats and dogs and yeah. Lewis had intermediates and. Yeah game over right so i feel like those kinds of things are what i i maybe it's just because that's so burned into my brain yeah that's what i expect moving forward yeah that's what i think too yeah all right well moving on to the final part of this episode i have a fun game that came from one of our listeners oh hmm. yeah it was dave right is yes dave and his wife dave's wife is the one who came up with it actually and i thought it was a great game idea and so i've drawn it up and this is Called Gunter Steiner or Nandor <laughs> the Relentless. <laughs> if you have not watched What We Do in the Shadows, do yourself a favor. It's so freaking good. It's so good. <laughs> this, the new season is killing me. <laughs> so, yeah, go watch it. If you haven't seen the original documentary, mockumentary, see that too. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant stuff. Okay, so there is a character on a show called What We Do in the Shadows called Nandor the relentless he's a vampire yes he's existed for centuries yes and, and then, there and there's a theory and it's with piper dave's wife alone that gunter steiner might be a vampire <laughs> and this is what he's existed for centuries. Have, has created this uh, circle gotcha and so we're going to i have a few quotes from each you're going to tell me if it was the gunter that said this <laughs> okay. or nandor that said this <laughs> this is going to be good okay let's see um i don't even know what golf is i know his name is tiger woods uh uh it doesn't seem like it but gunter uh nandor oh dang it <laughs> okay you have to work hard for envy you get pity for free oh that's gunter for yeah, sure that's gunter. Yeah, yes yeah. i learned english in a pub i didn't learn it at school <laughs> gunter it's gunter good job oh yeah good job <laughs> I mean, now I'm trying to play the strategy game. Yes. Of what? Am How I to mix it up. How to yeah, mix yeah. it up. <laughs> From Panera Bread you came, and to Panera Bread you shall return. That's got to be Nandor. <laughs> it's Nandor, yeah. Okay. That's um, <laughs> so good. I don't give a damn what your name is. We had to pick up our own laundry. And this is, I mean, it's hard because there's lots of Drive to Survive episodes, Yeah, too. there are. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Nandor. As Nandor, too. Yeah, yeah. nice. Our tactic is to pretend we have one. Gunter. It's Gunter. Yeah, nice. Good, that, one, that one could have gone either way. They're all way. really good. Yeah. They're all so similar. Yeah. Um, I would not even remember your name if it was written on a piece of paper I keep in my pocket at all times. 
I want that one to be Gunter. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nandor. I knew yeah, it, but, yeah. uh, but I want it to be Gunter. I mean, the only ones you didn't get was the Tiger Woods one, the yeah. golf one. Yeah, because I, I, for some reason, I could see yeah. Gunter being like, I golf? I don't, I don't golf. And <laughs> uh, yeah, it's amazing wow, how what a game. Yeah, that's a good game. It is a great game because it shows. That Gutersteiner should be on what what we do in the shadows. Yeah, he could be a vampire. <laughs> that is very real. And like their accents are very similar sounding. Yeah. I don't think I can do a Gunter accent, but I feel like I can uh, get around the fact that I could, might be able to do a Nandor accent. And I can only for do, some reason that makes more sense to me. I can only do Dr. Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. From Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, Gene Wilder is the only... <laughs> I can't get anywhere near the German accent. I'm so bad at it. Isn't it just American? It's just American. normal, it's just normal yeah. American. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, so play that game at your fun yeah. friend pa- parties. It's a new, it's a new have, party game. Yeah. If you have a bunch of people over your house, like some guests watching the Singapore Grand Prix, yeah. pull out that game. And... Uh, Quiz and, your friends and delight your whole household of people. It yeah. would be a wonderful time. And then tell them where you heard the game mm-hmm. and like us, subscribe. Yes. Rate us. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends. All of them. Tell us about your friends. Tell us about your friends. <laughs> <laughs> and you can email us. Uh, you can still email us at our old email. Yes. But we do have a new one. Fastones.us at gmail.com. Yep. You can also just find our website, fastones.us. So everything's going to be hopefully .us, fastones.us for USA. Just to keep it simple for you Keep y'all. it simple. So fastones.us at gmail.com, or you can use our old email if you've been emailing us. Be in contact. We love to hear questions. And like Mike said, like us, subscribe to us, share us. Follow along. Follow along. We'll see you on the other side of the Singapore Grand Prix next time. Bye. Thank you. Our island's not part of continents. No. (laughs) Okay.